Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Thanks as always for listening. Well, um, Terry Gibson joined us, Spanish football expert, former Spurs, Manchester United, Cov and Wimbledon frontman. And we talked a bit about Gareth Bale and his uh, options after another, uh, probably the biggest snub so far from uh, Real Madrid. We also spoke to a football agent and translator who is also a singer. Told us about uh, her new single with her band, Bayana. That was Laura Doyle. And uh, we spoke to a former West Bromwich Albion uh, head of media, also a journalist for the Birmingham Mail, who was telling us a bit about a Nicholas Anelka documentary you can find on Netflix. And uh, he took exception to Anelka's memories of his times at West Brom. So you'll hear all of that, plus us having a chat. Andy getting very upset about the cricket. As you can imagine, Joss Butler should not probably listen to this uh, podcast. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And as you know, as I spoke to you just before the show started, I'm a bit fuming about Root's captaincy this morning. It just drives me mad, honestly. You've got a bloke you can't get out. You've got a guy in your team that's got him out twice already in this innings, and you give him one over before lunch. And as soon as he brought him on, he was really struggling. Who are you talking about? You should let the boys and girls know who's the bowler in question. The bowler is Bess. The batsman mm. is uh, Khan, isn't it? And uh, he's, he's played quite well, but he's already been out twice. So it's just captaincy by numbers. You know, it's, it's like Broad and Anderson, they have to bowl first, and they, they have to bowl that. And then Wokes and Archer, they have to come on. And oh, one over before lunch, OK, we'll bring Bess on. I mean, you could set your watch by it. It's, <laughs> it's so unimaginative. It's not exactly Mike Brearley, is it? But there you go. <laughs> Never mind. To last night, and uh, I watched a bit of Inter versus Getafe. I thought, you know, why not? Yeah. And I didn't fancy the United game because, you know, they were well through really already five nil up and uh, Anthony Taylor was the referee surprisingly oh your old mate Anthony my old mate and he was having actually quite a good game he was playing Mm. doing all right actually until he annoyed uh, Inter by (laughs) stopping play to give them a free kick when they were already on a break so uh, of course they all came over to him blathering at him in their own language and you could see Anthony shouting and mouthing relax relax I thought you could just cut that into a Frankie Goes to Hollywood video be perfect (laughs) but uh, 
<laughs> anyway, what can you do? Uh, I didn't watch the second half. I couldn't be bothered. They were 1-0 up, and I thought, Conte team, they're not going to give this up. And they didn't. But a, a word for Paul Dempsey, who must be the world's best commentator from his house. Yeah. It's ever existed. I mean, we spoke to him during lockdown, didn't we? So we know how he's doing it. And honestly, it's such a credit to him. You wouldn't know if he's in the ground, in BT Studios, or still at home. Yeah. Just, and he was on his own. He doesn't have a co-commentator. I must say he did a tremendous job. So well done to him for that. I've got, Andy, I've got something from last night, actually. I watched oh, yeah. the highlights of the Manchester United game. And I noticed that um, in the midfield for Lask last night is that the fine Austrian player, Dominic Freezer. F-R-I-S-E-R, pronounced Freezer. And it struck me that should he ever wish to stray away from the world of uh, the hurly-burly of the Austrian midfield for Lask, there could possibly be some some TV formats uh, for him. And I've got a kind of a Treasure Island uh, show for him called Chest Freezer. So Chest Freezer (laughs) kicks us off. And yeah. uh, I thought the listeners might want to, and we'll send him to him. We'll fire him off to yeah. uh, to Lask and uh, wherever that is. And, um, and we'll see if he fancies doing a bit of telly. So uh, Dominic Freezer is the man we're looking for TV what formats about, for. What yeah. about his chat show with the former Chicago Bears <laughs> frontline player, uh, William Perry for Fridge Freezer? That's nice. Yeah, OK. Well, we'd all watch <laughs> that, wouldn't we? So uh, TalkSport.com. would be, be very good. Text 81089, tweet to TSH and J. If you've got any uh, TV formats for our old mate, I've never met the fella. Uh, it might be awful. He might be not particularly <laughs> televisual or good in front of a camera. Uh, but anyway, it doesn't matter. You get the idea. Te- uh, Dominic Freezer, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH and J. We'll bring the best of them throughout the afternoon. Now, it strikes me, I mean, I'm never going to be too well-disposed towards Arsenal, but this thing that they did yesterday, I've never seen a club more vilified online or in the papers. I mean, it's an appalling and morally bankrupt decision. And you're just looking at Arsenal and thinking, one thing about Arsenal, whatever you think about them, they used to be this very classy club. Under David oh, yeah. Dean and Hill, Always. They, yeah. they were a very classy outfit, were they? Certainly not that now, and I can't see this would ever have happened under their stewardship. It's really quite poor, actually. A lot um, of their own fans, Andy, as well. I mean, I saw Piers yeah, Morgan know, and others. A lot of Arsenal fans really, un- really unhappy uh, with this. You wonder if there might be a. I mean, it, you know, to, to sack people and then change your mind because of public opinion is always quite difficult. But I, I wonder if there will be a bit of an, a, a bit of a reverse ferret on this one because you know the, the fans are not happy, are they? I gather the players aren't happy either. Um, more photos of uh, Summer Monty's Fulham have been promoted. Yeah. So <laughs> that's my new name for her. He's, honestly, it's desperate, isn't it? <laughs> she says she just went for a run and they all happened to be there. So, I mean, what is it? You know, it's not even like, at least Gemma Collins has got something about her. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is Blimey, it's one. got that badge. You're leaping to the defence of Gemma Collins. Uh, I mean, obviously, Summer Monty's Fulham have been promoted. Is very keen on being in... Strictly at some point, or I'm a celebrity, oh, yeah. because that seems to be the head of steam. But Gemma Collins' new TV format, which we were alerted to today, because we found out uh, via yeah. the tabloids that she's adopted a polar bear. I don't, I don't know, it likes living in, uh, living in Chigwell. I did it with a pair of, yeah, no socks on, pair of loafers, no socks, a polar bear. Pair of chinos right up its leg, turned up at the bottom, little tight suit on, uh, walking around the clubs of Essex. But, um, yeah, I mean, a polar, we know a polar bear looks good in a trilby, don't we? Because remember the old Hoffmeister ads. Was that a polar bear? Was that, that was just a bear, wasn't it? Sorry. I'm thinking of glassier <laughs> yeah, mints. Doesn't I matter. Think, I think polar bears. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Gemma's, Gemma's TV yeah. format is called Diva at Yorkshire Wildlife Park. 
Imagine pitching that. Imagine going in and saying, we've got this idea. It's Gemma Collins, as you've never seen her before, walking around a wildlife park. Not just any old one. It's in Yorkshire. It's, uh, yes, we'll take ITV4. We'll take 12. We'll take, we love it. We'll, it's a tryout. We'll who buys that? For goodness sake. It struck me, though, it says here, unfortunately, they already have names for somebody from the park, uh, Victor, Pixel, Nissan and Nobby, as Gemma would have loved to pick one herself. So you know what she she would have called it, the PB. Yes, of course she would. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. It's very true. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. We're going to talk Gareth Bale and maybe a bit of a crossroads in his relationship with um, Real Madrid. He has not been picked for the Manchester City game, he's not even in the squad, which uh, is a bit of a shocker. He's fit to play, of course, but uh, not required. So that, that would appear to be the end game. But we've we've thought that before, uh, off the back of other slights. Let's get the thoughts now of uh, a former Spurs, Manchester United, Carvin Wimbledon frontman and indeed Spanish football expert Terry Gibson. Hi, Terry. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Does this one feel different? I mean, this this feel like a real snub, and he, they, they, you know, there does come a point when he just has to. I know it's because it feels like a point of principle. It feels like a point of respect and a bit of a Mexican standoff. But you know, it's his career ultimately, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think this is the the, the biggest snub so far. We have to put it into context. With COVID protocols, you're allowed to take 24 players from Madrid to Manchester for the journey. They've included Sergio Ramos, who's suspended rather than take. <laughs> wow. <Gareth> Bale. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, boy, that's bad. So you're allowed 12 subs. How Gareth Bale doesn't get on the bench when you're allowed 12 subs, I have no idea. So this is, you know, they're, they're doing everything they can. When I say they, Zidane is doing everything he can. It's his choices. Um, it doesn't come from Florentino Perez. This is Zidane with James Rodriguez as well. He's not in the squad. And there are players in this squad. Javi Hernandez is a 22-year-old centre-back who's not going to play. He's not going to be coming on as a sub. And, you know, there are a number of players. Brahim Diaz, the ex-Manchester City player, is on, will be on the bench. He won't come on. So it is, it's intended to, you know, definitely to, to be a snub. He wasn't involved in the last league game of the season. Um, but I, I have a feeling we, you could be ringing me in 18 months' time and we're <laughs> talking about the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, whilst Danny's at the club, Gareth Bale is going to be left out. And, and Gareth Bale shows no real desire to, to, to want to leave Real Madrid. James Rodriguez is one thing because he's not played a lot, but Bale has won, you know, is it four Champions Leagues with Madrid? What is it about him that, I, mean, I think he'd walk into most teams, he'd welcome him back at Spurs, uh, Chelsea would love him. What, what is it about him that Zidane doesn't like? I think it goes back to the, the Champions League final against Liverpool where he was annoyed that he didn't start. He came off the bench and scored two goals. One of them was a memorable goal. And then immediately after the game, declared that he was an happy. And he, you know, he was, he was, his initial reaction after scoring two great goals to beat Liverpool was one of, you know, he had the um. And, I, and I, um, Zidane left that summer. And as soon as Zidane come, has come back, he hasn't forgotten what Gareth Bale said. I think it's clearly that. It can only be that. Because up until then, there was no real evidence. Gareth Bale... Wrongly or rightly, he was irritated. He didn't start that final. But prior to that, there was no sign of a massive fallout that the, they, the two weren't getting on. But it appears that is the you know the the why well, the, the disagreement has taken place, and Zidane's not going to let it go. So, I mean, Real Madrid are doing everything they can contractually. They're paying him. 
he probably got a big bonus for winning the league as well. And then Gareth Bale is turning up and training every day and he's available for the game. So the only way that any, it can be resolved if is if Zidane decides to, you know, not to be <laughs> behaving in the way that he's doing to Gareth Bale. His options now, I mean, he, he did, it seemed he would have gone to China had that happened and he was, he was not happy about that, that that wasn't allowed to happen. But then you look around at the other big clubs in the world, I mean, maybe someone like Manchester United, but they have options in those sorts of areas, although he's a big marquee player. I mean, where, where do you think would be a good fit, Terry, for him? I honestly cannot see anywhere, Paul, honestly. And this is not to the detriment of his playing ability at the moment. It's just at the age of 31, when he's reputedly be meant to be earning 600000 a week, I don't think anyone can get anywhere near that. Um, Real Madrid still want a hefty transfer fee as well. So it, it's, it, it just doesn't, to me, the only way it can be resolved if, is if Zidane left the club and a new manager came in and Gareth Bale you know, got another opportunity. But I find it hard to see... You know, I understand people saying go on and get on with his career, but he's had an unbelievable career. You mentioned the four, you know, Champions League wins. He scored in two of those and then scored one of the penalties in the shootout against Atletico Madrid. He scored the winning goal in the Copa del Rey final against Barcelona. I think he's racked up 250 games for Real Madrid. This is a 31-year-old who's achieved all that he set out to achieve. And, you know, this isn't someone who's 26, 27, who's thinking, I need to go elsewhere, I need to play regular, I need to start winning trophies. His legacy is there. And, you know, it's a standoff, as you said, a Mexican standoff at the moment between Bell, Zidane and Real Madrid, the, the ones that are paying the 600 grand a week to, to keep him there. We've got a little bit of breaking news, Terry, and I wouldn't get my, your uh, opinion on it very shortly. So let's uh, catch up with James Lewis. James. Breaking on Talk Sport. That's right, Paul. We have a bit of breaking news to bring you from uh, the Premier League meeting this morning. It's understood that Premier League clubs have rejected the adoption of the five-substitute rule for next season with a return to the traditional three for 2020-21. 11 out of the 20 clubs were against the inclusion of five changes next season. Thanks very much, James. We were chatting to Martin Lipton yesterday. We knew there was a fair bit of pushback from clubs. I think Villa was among them, feeling it, it was just very much weighted in favour of, uh, of the big clubs with deeper squads. Uh, Terry Gibson's with us. We've been talking Spanish football. But, Terry, what did you make of the five subs? Are you surprised at that news? I'm, I'm absolutely delighted at that news, I have to be honest. Um, no, yes. I didn't see any need. It, I understand why it was brought in, because of a lack of preparation for the players in terms of returning into action after the break, after the lockdown. I understood it in these circumstances, but no, it become like a pre-season friendly in some of the games where I know they're only allowed to stop the game three times, but it was it become messy, it become untidy. It is weighted in terms of the clubs with bigger squads, um, but no, I'm, I'm pleased to hear that it's going to go back to, to three now. Uh, going back to Balfour, it's very interesting looking at Alexis Sanchez. He's a bloke that could have just sat there and done the same thing as Bell, take 500 grand a week. But he's decided to uh, mutually rip up the contract. He's, he's going to go and play for Inter. He's going to get half of what he was going to get at, at United, which is still very, very good money, as Bale would earn very, very good money. And you have to admire him. He's a bloke that wants to play football. I've just got no time for footballers who don't want to play football. No, I, I agree with you totally. I mean, I left... 
Manchester United to go to Wimbledon. I was on £700 a week and dropped down to 500 There you go. So I knew I, I, knew I was going to lose a lot of money. <laughs> not quite the extent of Alexis Sanchez and Gareth Bell. But it, 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 was a, it was a pain, I tell you. But I wanted to go and play first-team football. And I wanted to you know, play in games that mattered every week rather than playing the reserves or be on the bench. And, you know, we're all different. I, I Personally, I would do it. Um, but I do understand Gareth Bale's stance. It's become personal between him and Zidane. But it, it's good to see Alexis Sanchez, you know, make that choice. Going alone might help, actually. Because yeah. if you get your feet under the table and you like the place, that might help you convince, you know, yourself to, you know, I like this. They appreciate me. I'm playing well again. So, but I can't see Real Madrid allowing Gareth Bale and Jonathan Barnett, his agent, and said he's never going to go on loan anywhere. So that's a, that's another dead end, really. So, but it is pleasing to see someone, you know, make that change and lose a few quid along the way. And look, it's it's sad for him that he's not playing, but it's sad for people who love football because you know I was fortunate enough to watch him for a few seasons, and he was just amazing. He's an amazing player. He's just he's box office, and it's a shame Terry that we can't see him in action. I totally, honestly, I agree totally. That's, you know, every time you see Real Madrid play, and, and this season in particular, Benzema has been the main man up front. And then the rest of them, you know, whether they're playing three up front or two up front, they haven't really contributed in, in the way that they should. So there's been so many opportunities this season where you're thinking, Gareth Bale has to be better than someone like Lucas Vasquez mm. or young Brazilian Rodrigo or Vinicius Junior and, and, you know, players like that. Hazard has been injured for the majority of the season. And, you always felt that Gareth Bale had to be, you know, worth considering at the very least. But I think, you know, he's, he's barely played. And, you know, his form will suffer because of lack of match practice. But, you know, I, I agree with you. I think it's a real show. I'd love, to, personally, to see him back in the Premier League as a Spurs supporter to an ex-player. I'd love to see him back at Spurs because we remember what he achieved when he was, he was playing for Tottenham. So... Yeah. It is a real shame not to see players like that play every week. I take Modric as well, by the way, who's playing well. So another player. That <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah that's true. It's like, it's like the yeah. Blues Brothers put the band back yep. on the road. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. Bayana baby. Oh, I like that. That's that is, uh, hit, isn't it? Yeah, I would think so. Miso Loco, that's uh, called. It's by Bayana. And uh, you're probably thinking, well, why are you talking about it on TalkSport? Well, uh, the singer there is Laura Doyle. And Laura is not only the singer in Bayana, she is a football agent, a translator to the stars. And very pleased to say she joins us now. Hi, Laura. Hello there, how are you doing? Yeah, we're good, thank you. Yes, that's sounding very, very good. I mean, it's just, it's a shame a few more of us can't be dancing to it in bars and clubs this summer. I know, it's a real tonic for the times, I think, though. It's going to be the sound of the Great British Barbecue yeah, that 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 could Very well good. be it. So, how how has this sort of? We'll, we'll talk a bit about your, your kind of past in football shortly. But how has this sort of transition come about? Have you always had the sort of parallel careers? Um, I've always had this calling to be a performer, and I started off doing a lot of stand-up comedy, which then went into a love of clowning. I went to study clowning with Philippe Golier in Paris. He's one oh. of the greatest clown masters who's responsible for Sasha Baron Cohen and, and people like that. 
But it was a friend of mine that I met at clown school in Paris who said, you know, you have to be a singer. You're a rubbish clown, but you're a great singer. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how Bayana was born. Well, what about I, that? Didn't know, I didn't know it was possible to be, to be a rubbish clown, but there you go. No, neither did I, neither did I. But we all have our cross there really, and mind comedy. <laughs> indeed. Well, that's true. But um, you started, is this right? You started the Italian consulate in Rio. Is that, was that your first job? Yeah, it was. Um, I was a young student in Brussels and, and I met an Italian diplomat when I was out there and we had this kind of whirlwind romance and he was posted to Brazil and asked me to join in. And, you know, what an adventure, what a wild opportunity. So, of course, I immediately said yes. I was young and in love. But I didn't really realise what I was getting myself into. I thought, you know, his role there was going to be quite bureaucratic, but in a great place. But then I suddenly found myself like this top shop Shirley Valentine (laughs) as the first lady of Italy. And he was posted there as the Italian Consul General. So... You know, I, I arrived and then it was suddenly I was having coffee with Fidel Castro, cocktails with Sophia Lauren and <laughs> dinner with Paolo Coelho. <laughs> wow, what about wild. that? That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you were brought the attention of people in the football industry because you speak a number of languages and you, you ended yeah. up translating for the, the Silver Twins, uh, Fabio and Raphael at Manchester United. Imagine when Fergie wanted to give him a hairdryer and you had to b- pass that on. <laughs> did, you have a, did you have a sort of temper the translation a bit? Did you, did you um, edit a bit as you went along? That was actually quite a funny discussion, the old hair, because I did have that conversation with them. And um, I said, you know, in, in English, we call it the hairdryer. And if you remember the De Silva twins, they had this big mop of curly hair. Mm. And at first they thought, you know, they had to be careful because they, they needed their hair cut. And he didn't approve. They were subject to the hairdryer a couple of times, but all the players there loved him, respected mm. him so much. Yeah, not one of them ever had a bad thing to say about him. And he was an incredible manager, incredible man manager. And I got to work quite closely with him at the beginning. And awesome guy. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't mind you were from Liverpool. <laughs> well, I was, I was speaking a very glamorous version of, of Portuguese um, when I first met him. So I kind of got away with that. But... Um, yeah, certainly it's um, not a usual practice to allow a scouser, you know, into the um, yeah. into the confines of Manchester United because it was like a baptism of fire. I was working with the managers, the coaches, the doctors. I was involved in everything because they didn't have anyone who spoke Portuguese, and that's where I learnt my trade in in Manchester United. Certainly, and most most of it when you're working with the players like that and looking after them. It's fairly mundane stuff, isn't it? Like playing the bills and the things that maybe culturally they can't get their head around in this country at first. You're a bit of a conduit for that. Yeah, it can be a, a mixture of both. When my phone rings, I never know what to expect. Mm. It, it could be anything, as you say, from very mundane, like paying a bill to hiring a yacht or you know, being called into a sister player coming around from surgery. I'm, I'm trying to think of all the, the crazy things they do, but, you know, wow. we have a, a team of people that work looking after our players. But certainly you get a young player who's about 18 years old, doesn't speak the language, 
whose parents have never left their country and all of a sudden they're just dropped hmm. in a new country, dropped in Manchester, it can be quite um, daunting for everybody involved. So we do take care of every single need that they could possibly have to make sure they have nothing else to worry about except their performance on the pitch. That's good. Um, so, the, the single, you must have great hopes for it. And uh, has it been getting a lot of play, a lot of re good reaction? It has. And, you know, it's like I said at the beginning, it's a real tonic for the times. We started the, when we did our first demo for, for Miso Loco, it was a bit more laid back and more of a bossa nova type of feel. Then when the coronavirus hit, we thought, no, we should go back and rework this. We need something to lift our fan spirit. To, you know, put a bit of happiness back in everyone's lives when we were living in such a time of uncertainty. So during the, the, the lockdown, we went back into the studio, socially distanced, and Miso Loco was born, much to the amusement of many of my players as well. <laughs> oh, yes, I was going to ask you, what do, they, what do they make of it? That you, did they come and watch the band now and again, or have they been supportive? And they've never been able to come because every time we play, it's always like before a match or, uh. you know, they're, they're training for an important game or something. But they're all very bemused by it, I have to say. And I've actually drawn a lot from the players and their experiences in football in developing my music career. Oh, you know, when I decided to start the band, I was thought about academy players when I sign a player at 16 or 17, you know, they have a spark of talent. But mm. it's a very big operation to get a player right to the very top. And I thought, if I apply myself the same way a player applies themselves at an academy, you have got a chance of, of really doing something with this. Get the best teammates around you. So I thought, right, I'm going to hire the best musicians I can possibly find so I can learn from them. I'm going to get the best coaches, the best vocal coaches. I'm going to dedicate myself to training. I'm going to train every day. I'm going to eat, sleep, breathe music mm. the way they do with football. And when I had bad gigs, like you invariably do in the beginning, you know, I would call the players and get their advice. You know, how did you get back on the pitch? Yeah. You know, after that terrible game you had against, you know, West Ham or mm. Spurs or whatever it may be. And, Many of their missed penalties have been um, invaluable for me getting back on the stage, learning wow. and growing <laughs> from their mistakes. And, so. and that must be a frustration at the moment because I looked at some of the promo pictures of, and you know, it's the full uh, Carmen Miranda headgear. It's a, it's a great look. So I imagine you kind of come alive when you're playing live and, and you're not able to do that at the moment. No, I know. It's, um, you know, I, I've, feeling a bit like sort of Miss Havisham sat in my living room at the moment covered in cobwebs <laughs> with a bowl of fruit on my head. <laughs> and certainly in the football world, I always have to be very, you know, of course, very professional. What I do is, um, you know, it's very serious work. Mm. It's enjoyable, but it's very serious. So I'm, I'm a, you know, prime of Miss Jean Brodie, you know, very sensible and then having this double life. As you say, um, you know, in the evening, putting a bowl of fruit on my head and... <laughs> singing around the clubs in the UK. So it is kind of, I do feel I have my, my wings clipped. Yeah. But I'm working from home. We still do a lot of work. Now the transfer window started, so mm. we're back up and running. We're doing everything on Zoom. 
mostly, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate we can't perform. Sure. So uh, where where can people f- uh, find me so loco at the moment to have a listen? Well, it's up on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So if you just search for Miso Loco, it's a fine time in the sunshine. Or if you could go on our website, which is bayana.co.uk, our social media is at Bayana Band. And we've got all the links to our songs. And we did a fantastic video as well that we shot in the streets of Liverpool. So everything is on, is on there. Excellent, Laura. Look, lovely to talk to you. Uh, lovely. Continued success. And hopefully we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks very much for Thank joining you. us. We'll, we'll play a little bit more on Miso Loco, I think, as we go into the travel. Uh, Bayana is spelled B-A-I-A-N-A and Miso Loco. Two words, M-I-S-O-L-O-C-O. And our thanks to Laura. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Well, I don't know if you saw, there was a very nice story about a, a boy that got uh, taken out to sea on a riptide, but he remembered watching a TV program and uh, he remembered the instruction of not to panic and just to float on his back and he was fortunately saved and everything worked out well. So the son, uh, in honour of this story, uh, dug out Bear Grylls' book on what to do in various scary situations. So, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, for example, if a herd of cows is running directly towards you, according to Bear, you need to get to the edge of the field and get out of there ASAP. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I could have told you that. Try to get something between you and the cows. No, really? <laughs> no, but some people, you know, how these things where people, you know, sometimes it's counterintuitive and they'd say, stand completely still or don't look them in the eye or look them in the eye. But yeah, yeah. in this way, just it's fairly basic. Just get out of the way. I've told you I saw when I was at Yosemite in the National Park there, you, I was on this track and it said it was a mountain lion trail. And they told you it was a bit like make yourself big. It said a bit like facing penalties <laughs> in a shootout. It said make make yourself big. Uh, but I think I think the I think they said don't look it in the eye. Or was it do look it in the eye? So if you're on exactly, a mountain, you're if you're on a mountain lion trail at the moment, don't take my word for it. For good, look it up. <laughs> If Jim McCollins is faced with a polar bear, don't yeah, give her advice. Mm. That's true. And um, it says here that, you know, there's a sort of, the BBC want to charge, a, as you know, over 75s uh, a licence fee. They yeah. no longer get a free licence. And they're saying it, if over 75s refuse to pay the licence fee, the BBC might have to shut down Radio 5 Live. Well, oh, really? Houston, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy. Oh, what a, how bitchy. Um, Dominic <laughs> Freezer, Dominic Freezer of Lask, of <laughs> oh, course, yeah. played against United <laughs> yeah. last night. And we wondered if he fancied some yeah. uh, TV work. And uh, you've come up with a few interesting ones. Uh, we've got Walk-In Freezer, which is, uh, this is from Jeremy, who says it's basically him visiting stately homes in Britain. <laughs> Hello. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Um, where else have we got? Freezer Geezer, uh, which is Dominic yeah. and Danny Dyer with an Alan Wicker-esque travel programme around That's the good, East yeah. End. Uh, Freezer Jolly Good Fellow, says David, which sees that him works. doing charity work. That's quite nice. Freezer Crowd. A few people have attempted Freezer Crowd. One is, um, it says, Freezer and one friend making documentaries. Peter, the Chelsea fan. I think we need a bit more flesh on the bones before we go and see the commissioning editors at uh, ITV. Uh, Pete, on that one. And uh, again, likewise, Joe Barton's not put his back into it. He's gone, freezer crowd, some kind of 
of dating program. Although, if if you if you if you're Gemma Collins and you say I want to do some kind of dating program, babe, uh, we know ITV4 will buy about twelve of them straight away. So it depends straight who on. you are. If you're talent, love, you can get that away. But I'm not sure you are, Joe. But anyway, thank you very much for those. You can keep them coming. Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet T S H and J. And uh, obviously governments around the world during the pandemic have uh, helped businesses or, you know, not just here, but also in America. But Mm. (laughs) I read this story this morning. This has to be the most front I think anyone's ever had. So basically, a Texan who said he ran several logistics and construction companies has been accused of taking $1.6 million in federal, federal loans meant to help businesses during the pandemic. And he basically spent the government money on a Lamborghini. He went oh. out and bought a Lamborghini. I mean, that wow. is real. How no, much that's front got, do you have to have there, to do it? that? Definitely, yeah. Do you want some planning news? It seems after oh, the I Beckhams, we had the Beckhams pond yesterday. It seems that uh, the newsrooms mm. are full of people ploughing through old planning applications. <laughs> uh, so let's bring you some more planning news then. Planning news on Talk Sport. Yeah, there's that much of it. It's got its own jingle. Steve did one for us. Um, <laughs> like so this involves a, a man who's had a fantastic summer, Footballer of the Year in terms of the football writers, uh, Jordan Henderson. But um, some bad news for Jordan. I mean, he's won the title and all that, but some bad news on the planning front. He's been told he cannot demolish a cottage in the grounds uh, of his uh, new plot of land to build a mansion. Um, he's bought two adjoining properties in a village and he applied to knock down uh, both of these cottages, but there is an archaeological report being compiled on one of them. So they've said he can't. Um, apparently, they're, they're not happy, the locals as well. They think uh, what he wants to build looks like a hotel. Yes. So, so, so bad news for Jordan. Very rare bad news for uh, Jordan yes. Henderson there after a, a, a fantastic season. But uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Look. All of these, none of these, Andy, will ever be Kevin Keegan's on-off extension, which, I mean, had us all gripped, didn't it, as much as Stryker did throughout lockdown. But uh, anyway, that was planning news on Talk Sport. Planning news. Planning news on Talk Sport, yeah. (laughs) Very good, yeah. It does beg the question, though, that surely before he bought it, wasn't there a survey that said, you know, you can't, you're going to have to get planning permission to do this. So it doesn't seem odd that he went ahead and bought it. But no, I, mean, I just bring you planning news. I'm not going to start. No, I'm, I'm not, not going to turn it into a 087172223344. It's something that Andy, Andy and Goffey might want to pick up later on. <laughs> well, they might. Uh, yeah, seem, seems unlikely. Mm. And um, where are we? Oh, yes. This was a strange one. Gok Wan has revealed that he takes his own food to restaurants in Did case I? he gets hungry if the service is slow. And I was looking at Gok the other day with Sue was watching a program with him on. I think, well, you have put on a bit of weight lately because I mean, yeah. he was originally a very big man and then he was a very slim man. Now he's going back to being a very big man. But I mean, if you take your own food out to a restaurant before the yeah. food arrives, you have got a bit of a problem. Really. That's not but a good sign. Go. It's not great for the restaurant, is it? You know, when you kind of, <laughs> while you're really. sitting there, you're looking at the menu, giving your order, <laughs> yeah. munching on a sandwich and a bag of crisps. Doesn't look great, does it, really? It wouldn't no. be good, really. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There is a new sports documentary uh, on Netflix. It's called Misunderstood. Uh, it's uh, Nicholas and Elker. It's in French. He's telling his story, uh, going through his career, and it does reflect on a pretty controversial time in his career. Remember the Quenelle, of course, the infamous salute oh, yeah. that he said he did, um, apparently uh, in support of a, of a mate of his, a comedian, that got him into an awful lot of trouble. Yeah, didn't well, that help? <laughs> Excuse. Watching uh, the documentary was uh, someone who was working as the Albion correspondent for the Birmingham Mail at the time and a former West Brom head of media, uh, Chris Lovkovsky, Lef- uh, should I say. And uh, he has been on Twitter today talking about um, the documentary. And he, he, he basically has a slightly different view on it to Nicholas and Nelka, remembering that time. Chris, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, both. Sorry, Chris, for giving you the American uh, Lepkowski. I went, I went down that route. I, went, I, went, I think it's talking about the USPGA. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting reading this thread because you, you, you were around at this time and you think mm. he's been very disrespectful and, and, uh, and to Steve Clark and it's undeserving from what you saw at the time. Yeah, I actually I thought it was a quite an interesting documentary. I thought there was some really good stuff in there. But um, that, bit, that bit of the documentary did jar with me. I mean, at the time, um, in, in Nicholas Anel could come in. He'd been uh, highly valued by the club. Um, there was a feeling that 
by bringing him in, Steve Clark was going to take West Brom onto that next level. And it never really worked out for him, really, at West Brom. I think he scored seven pre-season goals, three of which came against Pushkas Academy, two <laughs> came against uh, Cork City. And in the Premier League, he just looked so out of, out of his depth and, and so leggy that it just looked like he was a player who, who maybe should have called it a day a year or two earlier. And I mean, the, the actual comments he made about Steve Clark just smack of revisionism, really, because I certainly don't remember that at the time. Um, Steve Clark had already been sacked by that point about two weeks early, and it just seemed a really bizarre comment for him to make. He, he has got quite a few of his managers, not just Steve, doesn't it? Does it smack a little bit of it's, it's never his fault, it's always their fault? Yeah, I think his nickname was Lasalk, was it, for, for a while? Yeah. And, and you just get the feeling that there's a really complex character there who who wants to be loved by people. And, and that was the feeling I detected from Albion players at the time. They portrayed this guy who who was caring, who wanted to improve the youngsters at the club. But to the outside world, and, and I include myself as a, as a journalist of that time, he, he just came across as a guy who didn't want to be at the club at all. And there was a there was a famous picture of the time of his unveiling where he was holding the new away shirt up and, it, and he, he, he was just looking at it with utter disdain and disgust. And it, kind of, <laughs> dear, mate, dear. And, and it went on to epitomise his time with that club, really. It was just a, a forgetful and horrible period for them, really. And, and you know, I, as a journalist, it was a really unusual but a really damaging story, too, because... Um, one of the upshots of that was that eventually Anelka was charged by the FA. Now, he was cleared of anti-Semitism, but the gesture was deemed to be anti-Semitic. And as a result of that, he got sacked and West Brom actually lost their sponsors as a result. Zoopla, um, who a property website, were, were owned by a, a Jewish businessman. And, and they decided as a result of that incident to to end their, their sponsorship with Albin at the end of that that particular season when the contract ran out. It was interesting. I was looking through his career stats. Surprisingly, he played his, most of his football or the most games for Chelsea, which you wouldn't really? necessarily associate with. Yeah, 125 games. I always felt with him, he one of those players that looked like he didn't really want to be playing football. That he, he happened to be very good at something without actually loving it. <laughs> he wasn't it. massively and, uh, keen on, yeah. Yeah. And he was incredibly exciting when he first came through at, at Arsenal. He was a young boy, wasn't he? Really, 18, 19. And uh, he's played for some of the top clubs in the in, in the world. It's rather a pity that it ended the way it did, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. And and you could sort of see it, you know, there were highly publicised fallouts with with the French camp. And, and he just never really looked at home or, or found a home in football. And and the move to West Brom really bookended what, what should have been a, a great end to a career and ended up being a really damp squib, really, from his point of view. You know, 12 games, two, go, two goals, both of which fell on that same afternoon. And, and obviously that, that celebration after those two goals was, was the begin, beginning of the end for him, really. Mm. Just a quick word before I let you go on, on Slavin and what's going on now. I mean, they're, they're making it. Kieran Gibbs, they say they're going to... Oliver Burke and... Uh, Kenneth Sahor going to be uh, put up for, for sale. I mean, do you, do you expect them to do a fair bit of business before the start of the Premier League season, Chris? Um, I think they need to. Um, I mean, they've, they've already secured one player um, towards the end of the season, just gone in Matthias Pereira, who I have no doubt will step up to the Premier League and be a huge asset for them. But certainly, if you look at the, the team, there are areas that need strengthening up front. Um, they need a, a goal scorer, possibly two strikers, and at the back, 
they need strengthening um, across the defence, really, especially at left-back. Kieran Gibbs, as you rightly say, being put up for transfer. He's been injury-prone. He's a good player, but they, they need a, a more reliable performer there and a centre-half, definitely, to, to boost that defence. Good to talk to you, Chris. But you, overall, the documentary, worth watching, uh, but uh, so it's not a bad watch overall. What do you give it out of 10? Um, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll give it, much like his performances, I'll give it 5 out of 10. But no, seriously, um, I think, apart from that one little bit that, that did surprise me, I thought it was a very good documentary, and, and it is worth watching. It's a good insight into somebody who was very clearly quite talented but a very complex person beneath that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We return tomorrow of all the Friday regulars, Martin Kellner, Todd Macklin, and, of course, the Clips of the Week. Uh, We will catch up with you then, and thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.